crochet base. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Well, welcome back everybody to the crochet base. I'm Jess. I'm Meg. And we are the crochet the base. Crochet base. And we've missed you guys. Haven't it's we? been a hot minute. There's a little bit of this sense of like I'm I'm a little bit nervous because mm-hmm. we haven't done this in a little bit, but I'm also excited. Right. I'm excited to yeah. be back in the saddle. I'm excited to be back in front of the mic because you know, I'm not going to say I super miss the editing. <laughs> that part I can take it or leave it, but like actually recording the podcast, I really did miss this. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm really grateful we took that break. Like I definitely missed it, but I oh man, it would have been so bad. Like I would have never I would have never been able to record with all of the absolute whatever my whole life has been for the last like month and a half, two months. I don't even know. Um, There's no way I could have recorded. So that was a much needed break, but we are back and we're so excited to be back and we're so excited to bring you more episodes and all the fun things. Yes. Season two, baby. Here we are. We're ready to do the dang thing. Um, So since I'm about to ask you what's new with you, um, why don't you fill us in on why recording this past month would have just been a hot mess? Because <laughs> you had, I mean, there's a lot that's new with you. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we're no longer living in Iowa. We are now Minnesota residents. Hey, we yo. bought a house in Minnesota. And, well, that's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very convenient location given this is the state that we were living in. Yes. Um, Moving. Today <laughs> got a new job in Minnesota. Um, I'm. We're recording this episode of the podcast from my craft room. Yeah. I have an actual craft room. You do. So that's really exciting. And man, it's just it's been busy because we, you know, we've just been in the process of moving from Iowa to Minnesota, and then the home buying process is a whole lot. Um, and now we're in the process of unpacking, which is a little bit more paced and relaxed it's stressful and everything but I can do it at a slower pace so I have more time to work and start recording again and all the things but we're really excited we really love where we live and uh there's a crazy story behind like our house yeah and how we got it like a crazy story we should tell that story because here's the deal like the previous episode the last episode of season one Mm-hmm. was wasn't it like the day before everything happened so like you yeah. legitimately did not know when you were gonna find a house in the last episode and now this yeah. episode you're sitting in your new house no you're right because like so we so last episode we recorded live and at that point we were living in minnesota but we did not know if and when we were going to find a house to buy we were living with my parents in a studio apartment it was really cramped, really just, it was, it was rough. Um, and Jess and me did the thing we always do where we're like, wouldn't it be funny if this and this happened? So like our podcast exists because we said, wouldn't it be funny if we like just started a crochet podcast? 
And then we were both talking. We were like, wouldn't it be funny if when I got there, like we went to an open house and we found your house. And, uh, you know, as as predicted by our wouldn't wouldn't it be funnies, not only. <laughs> Look, I broke Jessica. Um, so literally we the day that they were leaving, we went let's go to this open house really fast. And we walked through the house and we all liked the house a ton. And we like sat in the parking lot and prayed over the house for like a whole hour. And then I brought them to the airport. They went home. And then I think, what was it like a week later? Maybe. That you like for sure got the house. Yeah. I think it was just a few days later. Maybe it was a few days. Yeah. 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 You're right. It was because I dropped you off Sunday and then we found out like Wednesday night. And then we found out like they accepted our offer. And the wild thing about it was we were the lowest offer. And the reason why they accepted our offer is because I wrote them a buyer's letter. And in that buyer's letter, I talked about our family and I mentioned our dog and you would think, oh, well, dog, whatever. Everyone has a dog. But I just so happened to refer to him by name. I just said, like, our dog, Obi. I don't even know why I did. I just did. But what ended up happening was that the seller's realtor, like, texted our realtor and said, the sellers are accepting your offer. Yours was the lowest offer. Um, The sellers felt like you guys would be a good fit. um, And your guys' dogs have the same exact name. So they felt like that was a sign that the house should be yours. So and crazy. we were like, what? Like, what are the odds? And like, Obi, Obi is not a common dog name. I feel like Star Wars is really popular right now. So maybe people are starting to name their pets after Star Wars. But like, you don't go to like a humane society and, and the dogs are named Obi, you know? You right. go to the humane society and the dogs are named like Max and Rex and whatever. Yeah. Like, like Obi is not a super common dog name. So the odds that our dogs are the same, it's just so wild. But it's just such a cool story because it was like the last time Jess was in this house, because she's already been in the house. Yeah. We were walking around in it, like pointing out things we liked about the house and and like going, oh, like this could be a cool craft room. This could be the boys room. This could be that. This could be, you know, and like now she's going to be coming to my house in a couple weeks um to you know come and hang out and stuff and like we're going to sit in my craft room as my craft room and yes. like the rooms that we're like this could be this room she's going to like the guest room she's going to stay in the guest room and we're going to hang out ahem, and i'm just ahem, so correction, excited my room <laughs> it's her bedroom i'm she's moving in with me yeah it's going to be fine um I am really excited because it's like I have been in that house before, but obviously it wasn't your house at the time. So I'm really excited to see it as your house now and get to just like hang out there. And I'm so excited. So I... I don't think we actually said, did we actually say that I'm going to be coming to you? I mean, we kind of inferred it, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of like me saying it. Like Jess is coming in a couple weeks out, flying out to Minnesota and hanging out for like a week and uh we're excited the bays are back baby <laughs> yeah the they bays are. are back in town <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
exactly um yeah we weren't planning on getting together again so soon um this will be like the least amount of time we've ever had between the two of us seeing each other but i realized that i had this credit on my delta account that was going to expire if i didn't use it and then spoiler alert i didn't even end up using it i ended up using my miles instead um so i still have a credit to use by the end of the year but um I was like, oh, dang, I could actually go back to see you like without it costing anything. And we had just been talking about like, man, now that you're moving in and you're kind of getting settled, like, wouldn't it be so fun if I could help you kind of get your craft room set up and just kind of like help you get fully settled into your house and just, you know, when she was doing all of the bulk of moving in, I just kept saying like, man, I just wish I could be there to help. Like I would love to be there and help you with this. And so obviously like the bulk of that stuff is, is already done, but. Oh, don't worry. There's plenty of boxes. She's like, we, we got a big boxes we're saving just for you. <laughs> there is a bunch of worsted weight yarn still in totes. <laughs> Cut to me bringing it all home with me. <laughs> Like, I mean, just Delta, Delta is quite generous with their baggage. <laughs> it's true. Just a tote bag <laughs> completely full of yarn. This um, sounds like something we would do. I love that for me. I mean, I basically did do that last year when I took the train to come see you. Like, It's true. You really did. I brought like a bag and a half just of yarn. I literally just watched those videos the other day and I was like, aw. <laughs> um, okay. So there's not nearly as much new with me as there was with you i can't even think of anything exciting to share other than i'm coming to see you in a couple weeks yeah i mean Um, in reality we took that break so that we weren't trying to figure out and scramble while i was moving yep and then because we just mentally probably needed it yeah it was it was refreshing and i'm glad that we did it and i'm glad that we're back so you should Talk a little bit about, like, the lives you've been doing lately as, like, what's new. Because I feel like you've had, like, crazy amounts of views in them. Yeah. So, like, TikTok really said we hate you for a hot minute there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was having, like, less than 10 people in my lives. Which, hey, if that's where you're at right now, there is absolutely no shade. It was just That's where I'm at right now. (laughs) It was just a pretty drastic drop from, like, where I had been regularly and so that was frustrating to see the numbers going down and not understanding why because Mm -hmm. I hadn't really changed very much about what I was doing and then I started to see the numbers kind of trend back upwards again and I still couldn't really figure out why and then I was like okay I want to try something different because typically I just do a live where the camera is just you know facing me and then I crochet Mm -hmm. and I talk to the camera And I was like, you know what? I want to do like a kind of top down view where you can see my hands crocheting and you can kind of see a close up of what it is that I'm doing. And you don't see my face, but you see my hands and you see the work. And for whatever reason, I'm not saying like, you know, you need to go and do this and it's going to work for you. But for me, for whatever reason, that was like the secret sauce, I guess, because ever since I started doing that, my lives have just been doing really well like nuts yeah um particularly last week um i was and part of it was like i was going live a lot and usually Mm -hmm. when you kind of get in like a habit of doing lots of lives i do see an upward tick in views because i think people just get like kind of 
roped in to whatever project it is you're doing. Like I noticed mm-hmm. that with hot cocoa bomb season, when I would be getting ready for specific markets, people would get invested in like, I want to see the progress. I want to see how the market's going. I want to know afterwards how it went. Like I want to be with you on this journey. <laughs> so I think there was a little bit of a sense of that with getting ready for this market that we're going to talk about today. Um, but man, it was wild. I think previously the most people I'd ever had in my lives was like, I don't even know if I'd quite gotten to 200 people in mm-hmm. my lives. Um, and then the most I'd ever gotten from my hot cocoa bomb life was 1.7 thousand. That was like a absolutely wild day. Um, so like that was overall over all my TikTok accounts, but in crochet, I think I had gotten to like maybe 200 and it just started slowly kind of climbing. It was at 100, then it was at 200, then it was at 300. And then the next time I looked up, it was like five or 600. And I was like, oh my gosh, what, <laughs> what is happening? And at that point, I think I had like one person who was a mod in there. And like all my normal people who mod weren't there yet. But I also didn't want to try to like stop the momentum to try and like message people. <laughs> so I found a couple people in there. I was like, um, I know you. You're a mod now. You're a mod now. <laughs> I was like, I'm deputizing everybody. <laughs> and um, and then like my normal people started showing up and, you know, my Kims and my Allies. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad you guys are here because it's getting kind of wild. Um, and yeah, it ballooned all the way up to 2.1 thousand people. And I truly was like having this internal freak out. My like I couldn't crochet right because my hands were getting kind of sweaty. <laughs> you're getting all clammy. You're like, because I was like, what is happening right now? Um, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, it was wild, and yeah, so that that was an absolutely crazy day. Um, that was nuts. And the thing about it is like, I would pop in and out and you were like staying steady in the nine hundreds. Yeah. Like it, there was it wasn't even while it yeah. was 1.3, 1.4 for like a long time. And it wasn't even like you, it just like hit it and then went away. Like it does when a live ends and it surges through, like you were staying steady. And I was like, holy crap. And would you gain like a thousand followers? No, not not quite that many. It was like three hundred yeah. something. Okay, um, but still, that's a lot. But for it was one still, life. yeah, it was still a lot. Um, I went from like just getting to like finally getting to eight k to like yep. I'm very close to nine k now, in like a matter that's of awesome. a few days from a few lives. Um, one of the stats that really blew my mind was my average view count was like three hundred ninety two or something like that over an eight hour live. So like the fact yeah. that I had that high of a viewer count for that many hours. That's like Katie's lives. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. That's um, nuts. That's so cool. So, you know, that's not going to be the norm for me now. I'm, I'm sure, but it was a crazy experience to have. We love it. So, yeah. You gotta, you have to like have something over me since I hit 10 K before you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, yeah, I'll stick to having like a, a big live. That's, that's my thing. Successful lives. I've never had one that head. big. I guess that's, <laughs> that's something new that's happened too. I hit 10K on TikTok. Yes. And that was really exciting. That was super exciting. And I'm at 6K on Instagram, which is really cool too. 
Yes. So we're moving up in the world. I love it. Yeah. We just like, let's just, let's just brag about all of our numbers right at the beginning of this season. Like, so we're doing really great. Um, how about you guys? <laughs> Let me just we're flex so, on over here. We're so down to earth in this podcast. Also like, listen to how many followers we have. <laughs> no, but I mean, I know a lot of you are really interested in like growing on social media mm-hmm. and obviously we still, there's always going to be somebody that is way farther ahead than you. And then somebody oh, yeah, that you've sure. surpassed so, in, in terms of numbers, which really doesn't mean <laughs> as much as we think it means at the end of the day. Find your friend who you healthily like to compete with in who can be better and then be better than them. And then beat them to 10 K it's fine. <laughs> We're not salty <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, man. What you drinking over there, Jess? Not a dang thing. I know. I drank some coffee, but that was like way before we even started talking tonight. So, wow. Um, you hear that? Michael made a pot of coffee and then he left the burner on, like the warmer on. For oh, I hours. heard you guys when you were talking about that. I yeah. heard it. He left it on for so long and it completely changes the flavor of the coffee. So I was like, that's your oh, yeah. coffee, you know, and I didn't yeah. want to dump it all. So I would have dumped it all. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. It do be what it do be. I feel like I've drank enough coffee in previous episodes to make up for my lack of coffee in this episode. It's true. It's also past 11 o'clock at night. So I probably shouldn't be drinking that- it anyway. That's also true. I have a crisp peach iced tea from Slimmy's. Slimmy John's. <laughs> Slimmy John's. Slimothy. Slimothy Jonathan. <laughs> Slimothy Jonathan. Slim Chickens. Can we please open up our own restaurant called Slimothy Jonathan's? <laughs> What what if we just found let's just find okay, let's just find this font mm-hmm. and then just make a shirt a shirt that's a slimothy Jonathan. Megs, I have a fantastic idea. Can that be the name of our podcast ghost? Slimothy Jonathan. Yes. Okay, but now you have to explain it because no one's gonna know what we mean. Yeah, so right now as we're recording it shows that there's three people in this um okay hotch is currently dying in the hallway so i apologize for that (laughs) i can't hear him so i'm I'm sure the mic is picking it up um (laughs) michael now would be a great time to intervene (laughs) anyway um (laughs) he's probably asleep um they're According to the podcast studio, there are three people watching, and um, there are only mm-hmm. two crochet bays. So we're not sure who the third person is. We've decided it's a ghost. It is honestly a little unsettling, um, but it's a little less unsettling when we think of him as Slimothy Jonathan. <laughs> Slimothy Jonathan. Slimothy Jonathan merch coming to you this season. Jessica, this font with a chicken under a sheet. Slimothy Jonathan! A little ghost chicken. And he's like peeping over like a little, you know, podcast studio window of us. (laughs) We'll we'll work out the details. Slimothy Jonathan. I'm 
I'm seriously considering. You know what? That does have a friggin' ring to it, doesn't it? Slimothy Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> I'm resisting the very powerful urge to just keep saying it over and over again because I love how it sounds. Slimothy Jonathan. Please, we should just like one episode when everyone forgets. We we should just go. How many times can we slip in Slimothy Jonathan? Just yeah. nonchalantly. Yeah. It's a new game. How many times can you say Slimothy Jonathan? My good friend, Slim. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> oh, we have one more thing to talk about before we uh, hear a word is from it, our sponsors. Is, is it Slimothy Jonathan? It is not Slimothy Jonathan. It is a something. It, it is a something um, that we want to do with you guys. We want to do... A little crochet bays community project together with all of you and megs she's on a roll with naming things tonight apparently <laughs> because she came up with the name for this project we're calling it the great granathon <laughs> and here's and here's what the great granathon is going to be um besides meg's absolutely undoing herself with laughter <laughs> okay but i wasn't actually serious and then you were like i'm writing it right now i was like okay we might as well go with the first thing we can we're do, owning it you know i feel like i feel like we also need the great granathon i mean that would be really amazing merch like if you make it look like a like a like a, a 5k shirt. yeah like yeah yeah and have like fake sponsors on the back <gasps> like from our ads oh <laughs> we just unlocked something <laughs> we're just having so many good ideas tonight let me think jonathan can be one the main sponsor it has to be he has to be the primary sponsor slimothy jonathan presents the great granathon <laughs> Okay. Anyway, let's tell everyone what this actually is. So we thought yeah, it would okay. be super fun to do a project together, kind of inspired by the concept of Sisterhood of the Traveling Whips, um, but a little bit different. So the way it's going to work is we are going to make a granny square blanket together. And we're mm -hmm. going to do it in shades of pink and cream to kind of mm -hmm. go along with the crochet base colors. And what we want you guys to do is to crochet a granny square in whatever style you want but using mm. either pinks and or cream colors and the final dimensions should be six inches um you can make six one square six. you can make <clears throat> two um i mean obviously don't make like a hundred but if you want to make a few that's okay um we are going to have you send them to meg's p.o box which we will have linked in the show notes as well as We'll have links to a few different patterns if you're not sure what pattern um, to use that the dimensions will come out to be around six square inches. Um, mm -hmm. We'll have a few links so that you guys can have some to just pull up and, and get started if you'd like. Um, and what we're planning to do with this, actually, why don't you tell them, Megs, what we're going to do with it when we're done, when it's assembled. Okay. So once we have acquired enough squares to create a blanket, um, which we'll figure out details and things on how big we want to do it. We are going to actually auction off this blanket. So you guys have an opportunity to not only contribute to it, but to own it. Mm -hmm. um, and the cool thing about that is we're not auctioning it off for profit. 
we are going to auction it off for charity. So once we have auctioned it off, every penny that has gone into, um, you know, whatever it ends up going for is going to all be donated to a cause of the crochet based choice. Yeah. So we are really, really excited to get to do a project Mm -hmm. alongside you guys. Um, So you can get started on those right away. Um, You can start sending them to Meg's PO box. And then as they start to come in, we will kind of determine what size and how we want to put them together. And we'll be updating you guys as we um, upload new episodes throughout the season of how many we have, if we need some more. Um, and kind of just giving you guys little status updates as we go. So we're super excited about we're super the great excited. Granathon of 2023. I wonder if we could like, like for anyone that participates, and you can totally say no to this. What if we like designed a sticker that we could like mail back to them? Ooh. If they like set, you know, like mm-hmm. you could do like on your thermal printer, just like a Granathon sticker that they all I could completed get. the great granathon. <laughs> yeah, or something. Something just like cool that says like, oh, I participated in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even to do fun. like a discounted, like you get a discount code for the t-shirt. Yeah, or that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll come up with some type of fun perk yeah, as well. Absolutely. So looking forward to participating in the great granathon with all of you guys. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jessica's Caffeine Fund. Now that season two has begun and she's entering into editing phase once again, she needs all of the caffeine to help with the editing process. So if you'd like to support the crochet base and having a well-edited episode, consider supporting the Jessica Caffeine Fund, whatever I called it. Thank you. Back to the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are going to jump into the main topic of today's episode, which is a market recap. And 3.0. Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited about this because I actually did another market. And it's me too. It's fresh in my mind. Actually, both of our markets were on the same day last weekend. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's fresh in our minds. We're excited to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. I am, I basically came up with kind of just a list of questions and I'm going to ask Megs all of those questions. And then she will ask me all of the questions and there are quite a few of them. So we'll try and kind of go through some of these a little bit more rapid fire style and then some we may want to expound on a bit more. But let's jump into it, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. So I kind of already hinted at this a little bit. But when was this market that we're going to be talking about, Megs? So the um, la- it was last weekend, Saturday, the June 10th. So really recent. Yeah. What were the yeah. hours of the market? Um, it was... 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So it was actually a shorter market than I've ever done. The shortest market I've ever done. But I still felt like it was a decent amount of time. Yeah. Okay. And where was this market? It was in, um, it it was in Isani, Minnesota, which is a smaller town. Um, However, uh, it was with a car show. So my dad has a car club he's the president of, which is really fun. And they do two really big shows a year, which this is a scholarship funds show. And then they do Summer Spectacular in August. And um, 
I decided to just like jump in and sign up for my dad's car shows because how cool is that? You get to see cool classic cars and also sell your stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, What was the vendor fee for this event? You ready for this? Yeah. $10. Wow, what a steal. What a steal. That's nice. Um, I made it back in one plushie. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably made that back pretty quickly. Um, Very fast. Yeah. So what was the weather like for you? Um, it was, it was actually like 75 ish, really great weather. It was super windy, but not in a, not in a really bad way, just in a, like, I hope my tent doesn't blow away way. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't obnoxious because it was still kind of sunny out. We really did have good weather. Good. Good. Um, how about the foot traffic? Um, the foot traffic was really slow, which honestly was expected because it's a car show it's in in these kind of hidden fairgrounds. So it wasn't like a really great location to drag people in. Um, I completely expected it to be slow. Did not anticipate it being a big event at all. Um, but for what it was, it 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 was okay. Yeah. It was slow, but it was okay. It's nice when you at least go in kind of having an understanding that it's not gonna be yeah. a huge and, thing. And I kind of wanted to start out my season not like boom in my face. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, yeah. Okay. So walk us through kind of visually what your setup, what your tent looked like. Sure. So when you walked into my booth, you walk, I, you know, I had my 10 by 10 tent, you walk into my booth and the first thing you're going to see is you're going to see a six foot table that is parallel with you. So it's going vertical into the tent. Mm-hmm. And then I had it kind of in an L shape, another six foot table coming off the back of that. And that was kind of where my like quote unquote cash register was. And then on the the vertical table, I had um, black wired shelves to hold plushies and things like that. And then I had another independent six foot table that was going vertically on the opposite side um, with the same thing. It had a couple baskets with plushies in it and then more wire cubes for more plushies. And then uh, I'm trying to describe this best way I can, which I think you guys will be familiar with it because we've actually done it as a shut up and take my money. But I had this little like tiered um, shelf thing that is meant for toys and it has like little plastic rectangle bins on it. And I put all my small plushies in that, like the five to ten dollar items. And then I just had that freestanding next to that like third table that was all by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of in a U shape, but it was like a broken U shape, if that yeah. makes sense. Yep. I can picture it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very, I, I mean, there wasn't a lot. Um, on the floor or anything. Um, I didn't have anything hanging from the tent. It was pretty like sleek, which I kind of wanted it to be that way. I really wanted the colors of the plushies to pop and stand out more than anything else. So like everything was black. I, my tablecloths are black. My wire cubes are black. I actually upgraded from that toy bin because it's white and gray to more black wire. They're actually fruit baskets, like freestanding fruit baskets. Nice. That are tiered. So I'm switching to those now too to keep kind of the same aesthetic going on in there. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so like overall, you don't have to share specific yeah. numbers, but overall, how did it go for you? Um, so I'm actually really excited to talk about this part because I think this is really important, especially because everyone's like, I don't understand why I didn't sell very much or this or that. This to date was my worst market. Like number wise, it was my lowest market. I technically did not profit. Mm -hmm. 
So I went in buying a lot of new stuff this year. So I was, you know, negative in the sense of like, I made my boots be back. I broke even and made my material costs into my display back. Right. So I did not profit at all this market. Um, I still consider it a success. It's not, it was not a bad thing because if you really looked at the foot traffic and the weather, well, the weather was fine, but like the foot traffic and the location and all these things for the amount of money I actually made was pretty dang good. Yeah. So like, so like when you, when you compare everything that went on at that market compared to the other markets I did, like it was absolutely a success because I guarantee I probably made more than the rest of the vendors, even mm-hmm. though from the back end, I didn't actually profit because I had to put a little bit more money into this one than others. I'm doing another show um, in the future. And that one is going to be all profit because I didn't have to invest any more money into it. I made all my money back that I invested into my markets this year outside of like making the actual plushies. Yeah. And the nice thing is the stuff that you invested in is stuff that will you know, you have it for every future market. Now. Right. Right. Now that I kind of know like what I want my display to look like and, and I like have got it all figured out, I can start selling old display pieces and making a little bit of money back from those and just keeping what I have. And I like right now yeah. and just going with the same thing. So then my setup will be easier generally because I already know what I want it to look like. I don't have to constantly like do mock setups because I'm confused and I'm not really sure how I want it to look. Like I'll just know and it's set up and we're good to go. Right. Yeah. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Talk about the type of items that you offered. Obviously plushies are mm-hmm. pretty much what you do, but talk about like the types of plushies that you made. Sure. So I only did plushies this time. Uh, other markets I've included hats. I've included coffee cozies. I've included popsicle holders, you know, different random things. This one only plushies. That's all I did. Um, I did a lot of like five to $10 little pocket items. A lot of them were my patterns. I did a lot of Katie did's patterns, a lot of her low. So um, unicorns and cows and the bees and, and all that stuff. I had my mermaid, my new mermaid pattern. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I had the dino stackables. I had a lot of Katie's hatching animals. I had a lot of crochet groves different animals and things. Um, I had like my, my jungle babies. I had a couple poodle skirt girls, which side note, if you're doing a car show, Peggy Sue with the poodle skirt pattern, they eat her up. Like she was one of, she was my highest priced item, not my highest priced item at the market, but she was one of my higher end items and she sold really fast. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so I intend to make more of her and bring her to the next one. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but other than Peggy Sue, what were some of your best sellers? My best seller was my dino stackables. Dinosaurs are like a huge hit right now. Like yeah. the kids are obsessed. Um, they loved my Monty the Bronte and um, Sybil the Stegosaurus. Those two were the most popular. I did sell a couple Triceratops. Nobody really knew what the Mosasaurus was, which I was kind of surprised given Jurassic World movie is so popular. But um, yeah, the Dino Stackables were a huge hit. That's awesome. Yeah, I was really excited to see that. <laughs> was there any item that you thought was going to sell well that didn't? Um, 
So one of the cool things about this market is there is a vintage ice cream truck that's fully functioning and they mm. make homemade ice cream. Stop it. And it's like super good. Like they make all their own flavors and it's not like you're generic. Like they have like just nuts flavors and they're so good. So I made a bunch of ice cream cones thinking like these would be a big hit because a lot of these people going to this car show are really familiar with parlor and are like in love with it. So I thought, oh, people are going to love these ice cream cones. And I didn't sell a single one. Aww. And they were, you know, they were like the the inexpensive item. Like I made all these little no-so ice cream cones for 10 bucks. And I really thought they were going to go. And like a couple of people picked them up and like, oh, cute ice cream cones. But then they just set them back down and walked away. And I was like, what? But that's yeah. all right. Man, that's cute. I want an ice cream cone. <laughs> They're um, pretty adorable. So in general, and this could be stuff you made, it could be display choices, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what <clears throat> went well for you for this market that you're like, yep, I'm doing that again? Um, well, I one of the number one things I would say is like, because it was so windy, I brought um, sandbags. So like the weights and we filled them with sand. And I also staked my tent down. And I saw other people grabbing the legs of their tents, like just, I mean, you could just see them praying that it was going to blow away. And like out of force of habit, I kind of fearfully did that because I just wasn't sure, but I really didn't need to. I did it once and then I didn't even have to worry. Like that was a huge, like, so glad I did that. And that went so well because um, I couldn't imagine my tent blowing away. That would have been awful. So yeah. pro tip, stake and wait your tent. Mm-hmm. And if you can't stake it, at least wait it. Yes. And if you can't wait it and only stake it, go buy weights. (laughs) Do not rely on the stakes. Honestly. They are secure, but weights are a better option. There are some markets that, or like cities, if it's a city that's Mm -hmm. putting on an event that will not let you set up if you don't have weights. So read your contracts and stuff because Mm -hmm. I've seen some events where vendors have been turned away or told they are not allowed to set up unless and until they get weights for their tents. Yep. And there are some cities and and events that don't allow you to stake either and only allow you to do weights. Right. So definitely make sure that you're checking that. Yeah. Um, What would you do differently for your, your next market? Um... I think I would be more strategic. Like I definitely, I prepped for this market in the middle of also prepping to move and trying to buy a house. So I was just like making everything willy nilly and throwing it everywhere. Thinking like three months is going to be enough time, which normally three months is not an issue for me. That's plenty of time. But when you're trying to buy a house, it's a whole other story. Yeah. I did not really do a great job of tracking my inventory this, this market. I also didn't do a really great job of strategically planning things out. So I didn't have like five of these and five of those. It was just like all over the place. Like some of them, I had like 10 of the same one. Other ones, I only had like one or two. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely would say that for my next market, I'm going to write a list of how many of every item I'm going to make. And I'm going to stick to that list. And if I don't finish it, then I just don't have that specific thing done. But I'm going to like go through and make five of this one. And then I'll go back and do five of the next one so that I at least have multiple of each of the ones that I have made instead of simply just having like one random of this and one random of that. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you do this particular event again? 
I would. And, and partly, even though it was really slow, partly because it's my dad and his car club and I want to support them and yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, partly because I think that I can do better at it. Mm-hmm. Like I think you go once and you kind of take some mental notes of what worked because and didn't. right because my stuff did well like like there were the people who got to my booth almost every person bought that's awesome yeah so like like truly the only ones that didn't come in and buy were like it was like two scenarios like one lady who was like well, I want to buy this stuff, but my dog can't chew on a stuffed animal with safety eyes on it. And I was like, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> like, my stuff is not for your dog. <laughs> that that was very triggering for me. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit offended when that lady asked me if my I recommended my stuff for um, dog for dogs. No, I do not. It's not for dogs. Please go. Um, so that and um and then the only other person who didn't buy something she was like I love your stuff but I but all my kids are like in their 20s and none of them have kids yet so like she really didn't have a reason to buy like she she was like I wish I did it's so cute but like like she's somebody because she's a part of the car club. So she's somebody who like, when she finally has a grandkid, like she's coming and buying something for sure. Because like, that's how my dad's car club is. Like all of them came over and supported me in some way, whether it was just like verbally or they bought something. It was so cool because like the one lady, she's meeting her son's girlfriend's daughter for the first time. So she bought her two little dinosaurs and like she, she, I like helped her pick out which ones her, the seven year old, like, daughter would like and it was just it was a fun experience like I had a really good time um yeah awesome um final question what is your next market my next market is actually with the same people so it's so I kind of had already mentioned it but this one was their scholarship show so what they do is any money that they make from the show and they make it off of like people it's like ten dollars to get in so they use that money to give scholarships to two separate high schools so they give away a scholarship to a high school student which is really fun so part of that whole thing is doing that Uh, the other one is their summer spectacular show they don't do any fundraising at that one but it is one of their biggest shows and they get like over 300 classic cars which is really fun and it's like in downtown isani um, so I signed up for that one too, and I'm really excited because that's like way bigger than the scholarship show and it's in a way better location. Um, and it's really, it's one of those like shows where people walking by will be like, Ooh, and then they'll like hop in and participate. So yeah. it's like just the location is perfect. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. Nice. Yeah. All right. It was, it was a good overall good market. Like even though it was my worst to date in terms of like profit, it still was so fun. I got to see a ton of my family, like, because I, you know, I live by my family now, like all my siblings were there. Yeah. Every single one of them showed up to support me and my dad, which was like the coolest thing ever. My dad was like picking up my plushies and like bringing them around the car show to show to all the club members. That's so cute. 
I know. And like, it was just so fun. Like my aunt and uncle showed up. My siblings were all there. My friend Kate showed up to help me because I didn't have anyone to like sit at my booth with me or help me set up. And she was just like, I'll be there at 830. And she got there and stayed with me all the way till like 1 p.m. That's awesome. So she was there the whole time, which is so cool. And she didn't have to. She just did it to do it. And we had a great time. Yay. So it was fun. I love it. Okay, Jessica, it's your turn. It's my turn now. (laughs) (laughs) Are you tired? I'm so tired. I'm so tired. (laughs) So tired. Okay, um, when was your market? My market was also this last Saturday, and it was a night market. So it actually started at 4 p.m. and went until 10 p.m. But truthfully, we started everyone kind of started shutting down around 9 30 so okay where was it it was in riverview michigan at um, a church so not too far from me like about 15 minutes honestly from my house so not a not a far drive Ooh, um, nice yeah i had to drive an hour yeah it's always nice when it's a quick drive mm-hmm. and what was your vendor fee you know, that's a great question. I don't remember for sure. Because, Is this the one that you got a rain check on? Yeah, because I technically paid yeah. for it last year. Um, it was supposed to be a it was a hot cocoa bomb event that I had signed up for in November and that ended up getting canceled and they gave us the option to roll it forward to this market, um, which was a discount because typically this one is more pricey. Mm-hmm. Um so I opted for that. I want to say, like, based on the flyer that they gave me for next year's market, I want to say it was, like, somewhere around 40, 30 or 40. Okay. So. Yeah. That's not too bad. Um, what was the weather like? It was warm for Michigan. Um, yeah. When we were setting up, it was definitely, like low to mid 80s um and full sun i did get a sunburn because i am very white um just in like the few minutes that we didn't have the tent up yet i got sunburned (laughs) Woof! that sounds like something that would happen to me yeah absolutely um i remembered to bring the bug spray but i did not bring sunscreen and that was my one wrong move i mean you wouldn't really even think about it but like pro tip bring sunscreen yeah even when you think you won't need it apparently um so yeah it was warm and it was windy too it was funny because the day before when i did my mock setup i like forgot to set my weights up at the um on the tent in the driveway Mm -hmm. and it didn't even i mean there wasn't even a breeze to make me think oh yeah i should put those weights up until like hours later (laughs) when i had started setting up um and then the very next day the wind like really kicked up and fortunately like the peak of the wind at its worst was right when we started and mm-hmm. then it kind of slowly died down throughout the night. And once it got to like seven o'clock, it was, it was just like a slight breeze, but that um, same kind of situation happened. Like, obviously I had my weights, but my next door neighbor had zero weights of any kind, <gasps> did not have sandbags, did not have stakes. I mean, we were mostly on, parking lot anyway so they wouldn't have been able to they could have staked like the back half to the Uh field that we were kind of backed up to but um yeah there were there was one point where their tent started like 
coming into mine. Like it was, it was like off the ground coming into mine. Um, wait your tents, people. And she had, wait them. And she had glass items. Like it oh, was. Oh my gosh. It was heckin' stressful, man. Just like watching that whole situation being like, oh gosh, I hope her stuff doesn't break. I hope her stuff doesn't fly into my stuff. Like it was just kind of a, it was, it was, yeah, it was not great. Um, That's scary. But my tent was good. I was trying to decide whether I wanted to put the sidewalls up or not, because it's kind of this game of like, if you put the walls up, it can turn your tent into a bit of a sail, but it protects mm-hmm. the stuff inside your tent from moving around as much, as long as it as long as it doesn't like completely take your tent with it and then if you have the walls not up obviously the wind can just pass right through and your tent moves less but the stuff inside your tent is more vulnerable to the wind so i opted to not put the walls up and i think that was the right decision because i never had any of my stuff actually get knocked over so that was good yeah no that is good and my tent stayed put so it was warm and then it definitely cooled off in the evening. Like it was almost kind of chilly by the end of the night. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously we were, it does get dark later in Michigan. It was like, you know, nine thirty. it was still light out. So it wasn't like dark, dark until we were basically packing up. Um, and then, yeah, the wind died down throughout the event. So. Cool. 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 <laughs> Uh, what was the foot foot traffic like? Okay, so I was a little bit, it was similar to last year. Like I was kind sure. of a little bit disappointed with the amount of foot traffic because on paper, they had all the variables for a really successful event. It's off of a main road. Um, the weather was gorgeous. The um, stuff that they had as far as like inflatables for the kids and live music and food trucks and vendors and they marketed it well um there was also a like garage sale thing happening across the street so you would think as people were driving through be like oh let's stop in and see what's going on over here um so there just wasn't as much foot traffic as i would expect from all of those variables um Mm -hmm. it wasn't horrible but like there just wasn't a ton of people walking by all the time sure so not as much as you would expect that makes sense um okay walk us through your what your setup looked like yeah i actually saw it it was gorgeous but like visualize it for us yeah so i also opted for the l shape i just did not have a third table um so i had an eight foot table that was along the side of my tent when you walked up and then i had a six foot table um making the the l there um, and then instead of having a third table kind of opposite of that L shape, I had a um, pegboard folding sign type display that mm-hmm. uh, Michael built for me, which I love. And it's like perfect for what I needed. It's for. so cool. Yeah. And the fact that he just like, he didn't follow a plan. He just like built it, you know, I love it. Love that man. Um, so yeah, he built me that little pegboard display And on the pegboard, I put my kitchen towels that I, um, so it's a regular kitchen towel with the holder piece crocheted onto it that like folds over your oven door handle or your dishwasher handle. Um, I had those and then I had my planters, my mini planters and my little envelope hanger, wall hanging planter 
words. <laughs> um, I had those on the front and then I had a couple other things on the back that wasn't really super visible unless you came inside of my tent. And I just strategically put stuff back there that I wasn't, I knew weren't going to be my best sellers anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I really wanted the kitchen towels and the planters and stuff to be like right there when you walked up. I yeah. didn't want to split it visually um, on both sides. Um, I did have a big rope basket at the edge of the eight foot table that actually kind of stuck out of my tent just a few inches, but we had a huge, I mean, there was, there was a big walkway in between like mm-hmm. our side of stuff and then the people across from us. So it wasn't like I was cutting into, you know, six yeah. feet of, of space for people to walk between. Um, and I had my um, throw pillows that I crocheted in the basket, um, which was kind of a cute little thing. And then um, all of my crochet mandalas that I made, I hung from the perimeter of the tent, which I do think was a really good, like, eye-catching thing mm-hmm. for people. I think it, it was, was a draw so cute. from farther away. People saw it and were like, ooh, I want to go see what that is. Um, and then as far as the tables, I just had... I try, I try to put as much like height and variation on the tables as I can. So I have my three tier shelf, a little wood shelf that folds out. Um, I put stuff on there. I had lots of baskets, lots of folding trays and things just to kind of give things height and not have everything laying flat on the table. So yeah, I think that about covers it. It It was beautiful. Thank you. Um, what were your overall results? Okay. So overall results, I did better than last year, which was, Woo-hoo! yeah, which was kind of, I guess the main thing I wanted to accomplish is I wanted to do better than I did last year. And I did mm-hmm. not by a huge amount monetarily. Um, but I didn't, I definitely did not walk away from this event as discouraged as I was last year. That's good. Um, Last year, I guess, like, I didn't, since it was my first market, I really didn't know what to expect. And it kind of, like, the way it went kind of really took the wind out of my sails. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And this year, like, I kind of, I knew what what the potential was for it to be because of how last year went. And so I kind of tried to go in with no expectations or low Mm -hmm. expectations. And I was like, hey, if I'm pleasantly surprised, that's great. Um I don't know if I was necessarily pleasantly surprised, but like, I definitely, I started off the evening feeling like, oh gosh, I may not sell a single thing today just based on how it started. But then once it got going, it was like, okay, you know, it's still not the greatest, but I've, I've done better than I maybe thought I would. And I'd done better than last year. Um, I also did get a chance to connect with a few people about potential custom orders, people that took cards and were like interested in specific things. So you never know where that's going to go either, but that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, what type of items did you offer? I know you kind of already mentioned it, but maybe you can talk about some of the other stuff. Yeah. Um, I did have like quite a variety of stuff. Um, most of my stuff kind of fits within the genres of home decor and accessories and like housewares. Um, I mentioned the throw pillows. I mentioned the kitchen towels. I mentioned the planters. Um, I had a lot of crochet plants, little house plants, and also little car plants that are meant to like hang from your rear view mirror. Um, I have, I had stuff like keychain wristlets, um, bandanas, headbands, 
Um, I had mason jar covers. Um, I had cup cozies and iced coffee sleeves. Those were Meg's patterns, by the way. Um, (laughs) Super cute. And then um, I kind of had like a little section for kids um, where all of the like bright colors were (laughs) in Mm -hmm. my booth. Um, I love that. Water bombs, like water balloons, popsicle cozies, and my crochet frisbees. So that's pretty much, I think I'm like kind of scanning it visually in my mind. And I think I pretty much hit everything. So. Uh, what was your best seller? Okay, I should have looked up my like thing beforehand. Yeah. Because at least in my mind there wasn't any clear like okay, that's the thing I sold the most of because I really didn't yeah. sell a lot in general. Um mm-hmm. just like straight up amount of items sold, not like what I made the most profit on. Probably yeah. my popsicle cozies was what I sold the most oh, yeah. of in terms of like amount of items that I sold. Um, mm-hmm. I did sell a few of the car plants. Um, Heck yeah. And I did sell a couple of my mandalas, which I was really excited about. I sold two of them. Yeah. Because those were the priciest items that I had at the tent. And uh-huh. that was one of my things last year that I was like, maybe I just need to sell cheaper stuff because people just aren't gonna pay big bucks for a crochet so to see that people really were willing to spend money on something that they really loved was very encouraging to me like okay I can make these kind of bigger ticket items and if people really love them they will buy them you know right right um yeah so probably the probably the car plants and the cup cozies and the popsicle cozies would probably be like the top three yeah I love that. Uh, what item didn't sell well that you thought would? The dang kitchen towels, man. I didn't sell a single one. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Because I'm so surprised. So many people have told me, other crocheters, that like they make the kitchen towels and they sell out at like every event they go to. Like yeah, they do really well. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to uh-huh. make some. And I wasn't expecting to necessarily sell out, but I definitely thought I would have sold at least one of them yeah no kidding did you sorry go ahead uh, did you sell any of the pillows no I did not but I will say both of those items were like looked at a lot so people would come up to the kitchen towels and kind of thumb through them and like oh these are so cute and then they would kind of like move on so Mm -hmm. they got looked at a lot but nobody took the leap to buy them so I don't know if I just need to maybe adjust my pricing or I don't know or maybe that just wasn't the right audience for whatever reason maybe not um what went well um this may sound a little bit cheesy but I think the biggest thing that went well for me was my attitude going into it like Mm, yeah I I'm not going to lie, the morning of or, like, the night before, I was definitely, like, stressed because I didn't have as much done as I wanted to, and I still had so much to do, and I was just tired, and so I was I was stressed about not having it done, and I always get a little mm-hmm. stressed before going to the event because it's, like, until I'm set up and, like, settled, 
there's always that yeah. like, little anxious like oh my gosh what if I forgot something what if they don't have I feel spot? like we're all that way yeah there's all those little things so like all of that plus the fact that I didn't have as much done as I wanted to I was just like and knowing that it had the potential to be a total flop like I was just mm-hmm. stressed you know and then I kind of had to like, make this decision um before I actually like left my house where I was like okay Jessica stop like I'm not gonna do this to myself for a whole day like I am just gonna have to shift my mindset and say I'm just gonna have fun like whether I make any money or not I'm just gonna go into this and say I just want to have fun and just have it be a fun experience and like sometimes you say that and that's easier said than done but like for whatever reason I was able to kind of make that shift in my mind and that made it a lot less stressful because I just mm-hmm. was trying to keep g- coming back to that mindset of like I'm just here to have fun if I make money that's great if not it's still gonna be fun yeah, um and that's it, was. Awesome. it was fun and one of the reasons it was fun is because my sister was there um here's her uh shout out of the episode <laughs> Um, obligatory shout out obligatory for Emily. Emily shout out um, my sister came and helped me she was there the entire market and she actually stayed the night at my house that night too because we didn't get home till late um, so that made it fun too like having having my sister with me doing it by yourself is always more stressful but you know the two of us Ugh, we yeah. had a lot of fun just like you know being goofballs and um, it was fun it was fun. So that was another thing That's that awesome. went well was like bringing my sister with me. Yeah. Um, because not only was it helpful to have another person, but she, you know, we, we get each other and we were able mm-hmm. to set up and tear down quickly. And she knows enough about crochet to like answer people's questions and stuff too. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> um, and it was, funny. I think that was something, Go ahead. Uh, sorry. I think that was something that was helpful with Kate too, because Kate does markets and crochets the same stuff. So like when I wasn't there to answer something or I was talking to somebody else, Kate was like, oh, this and this and this and like jumping in. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because she was crocheting the whole time, like working on some stuff. And so people kept assuming that both of us made everything at the tent and she kept having, yeah. to, she kept having to go, it's all her. It's all her. I'm just here as a hobby. <laughs> uh, it was funny. That's funny. Uh, what would you do differently? Um, I think I would give myself a lot more time to prepare mm-hmm. before the market, which is always something that I need to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just, it's easy to not feel that sense of urgency until it's like three, four days before the market. And then it's like, oh, shoot, I still have so much I want to do. So I think giving myself like spacing it out more and maybe being a little bit more strategic about kind of setting um, deadlines for myself that are spaced out like weeks before yeah. the market of saying, okay, I want to have this much done by this point. I think will take a lot of that unnecessary stress and pressure off of me in the like days leading up to the market. Totally. Yep. Yawn break. <gasps> whoops um would you do would you do it again would you do this one again i'm torn i'm torn if i I would do it again because both years 
the foot traffic hasn't been as good as I thought. And I don't know. I did better this year. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm feeling more positive about it than I was. But at the same time, I just don't know if I guess I need to do some other market, like other venues and compare because yeah. I'm just not sure if it's the right demographic, if it's my target audience, you know, in um, this particular event. I, I think I need to do yeah. others and then kind of come back and compare and, and see if I still think it's a good fit for me. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So what's your next market then? You doing another crochet one? Okay, so you're going to be proud of me. Um, I haven't officially signed up for one yet, but I did reach out to um, a store today who puts on a few markets in their like local area. Um, mm-hmm. I've done a hot cocoa bomb event with them in the fall previously, and they reached out to like previous vendors and said, hey, here's the three dates that we have for summer and fall. They have one in July, they have one in September, and then they have one in late October. And they were like, you can sign up for one or a combination or all three. So I reached out and I was like, hey, would it be possible to do my crochet business for July and September and then do my hot cocoa bombs in October? Because by that time, I'm thinking it'll be cool enough to set up for that. Um, So I'm waiting to hear back from them because that would, and they're like, they're 30 bucks each and you might get a discount if you do all three, but like 30 bucks is, is not too bad. Um, oh no, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So if they agree to that and if they have, cause it's, you know, it's going to depend on who they already have signed up and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But if they agree to that, then that would give me two more crochet markets before I'm like into hot cocoa bomb season, which would be great because I would like to, I'm like in the zone right now where I'm like, yeah, I could do another one. I could do more. You yeah. Know? Um, uh-huh. I did not feel that way last year. <laughs> so I'm like, I, right. Like you got a taste of what it, a hot. little tiny bit of taste of what it could be. Exactly. And now you're like, all right, let's, let's see it. Let's see it happen. Yeah. So I would like to let's try to make them commas, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just am interested to see what a different venue, different area, different type of market you know, mm-hmm. how that would compare to what I've just done. So, right. Yeah. So I'll have to keep you guys yeah. updated on whether those ones are going to be happening for sure. And if not, I just need to do some looking around and, and find some other ones that I can get into. Either way, you'll hear about August and potentially maybe one in July if I can sneak into one. We'll see. Yeah. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Slimothy Jonathan's Chicken Slash Sandwich Slash Coffee Joint. No matter what you're craving, Slimothy has you covered. A proud supporter of the arts, Slimothy Jonathan's is the official sandwich slash chicken slash coffee provider of the Crochet Base. No locations near you? Keep looking! There may be a Slimothy Jonathan's closer than you think, showing up right near you when you least expect it. To provide you with a tasty coffee slash chicken slash sandwich. So next time you're in the mood for some good food, make it Slimothy Jonathan's. Oh, you guys, it feels like it's been forever since we did this, but I'm so, so excited. It's time for Shut Up and Take My Money. Yeah. Part of the episode where you shut up and somebody takes your money. Glad to see that that's carried over into season two. Just Always. Really happy that made the cut. 
I feel like I need to hold these. I don't need to, but I feel like I need to. So I'm going to. Yeah. Hold them up for Slimothy Jonathan, the only person watching this that's not us. <laughs> we love you, Slimothy Jonathan. Shout out to my boy, Slimothy. Slim Joe. <gasps> what if we call him Slim Jim? Slimmy Joe's. <laughs> Wait, Slim Joe's <laughs> rhymes with Timmy Hose, which is the nickname for Tim Hortons. <laughs> and I Joe's. told you, there's a Tim Hortons here. Yes, I'm so excited for you. Tim Horton, here's a who. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Okay, Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today, shut up and take my buddy. We're really good at the first part. Shutting up. Ooh, take yeah. my money, Meg. Okay. <laughs> Today's shut up and take my money is um, Ami sticks. And you're probably wondering, what the heck is an Ami stick? Well, let me tell you. It is a weapon <laughs> of mass to kill all your haters who prefer knitting over crocheting. I'm just kidding. Whoa. That is not a threat. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So... Is this a joke to you, Max? <laughs> is knitter safety a joke to you? <laughs> Why is it always the shut up and take my money segment where things just absolutely go off the rails? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Let me explain what Ami sticks are. So they are essentially, um, they're like these little, little needle like sticks with fun little designs on the ends, like silicone beads and mine specifically are an astronaut and planets and they're super cute. And you use them to kind of like stake your, like, like your project together. So like, let's say you're sewing a head on or some arms or whatever, you can stick them into the head and feed it through the body to hold the head on straight and like even while you're sewing so that you don't sew crooked or like if you want to sew arms on to make sure that they're positioned like evenly you can stick the army sticks into them to keep them in place too they're a genius thing i quite honestly don't even understand why they're not um they're only just coming around like it's kind of a newer thing but they're so awesome they're so smart i feel like for those who do like wearables and things um, I know you can get like shorter ones and you could absolutely use them for um, like blocking. Mm-hmm. If you'd got like the shorter ones, you could have cute, they'd be like cute little blocking um, like needles or, yeah. or whatever you call those. Um, so mine are from Dandelion Tonic. Jackie is the most beautiful soul ever. She's so fun to watch on TikTok. She is just the sweetest. She always has the most adorable little handwritten notes within her packages. All of her prices are super affordable. She also makes silicone handled crochet hooks. So like the silicone bead crochet hooks, they're super cute. She's really into like different little themes. I mean, I have like an avocado one. I have, I have a pregnancy and infant loss themed one. I have an astronaut one. There's so many different ones. They're very affordable. Her pricing is like, if you want like a custom hook or custom anything, but you're not ready to like take that dive into like the really bougie stuff. Like Jackie's that perfect, like getting, 
dipping your toes she's in the there. gateway drug and, like, to custom hooks she really is she absolutely is <laughs> in the best i have way possible. so many and like spend 30 seconds with her and you will fall in love jackie is the absolute most beautiful soul ever so make sure on top of purchasing some ami sticks that you go follow dandelion tonic on tiktok and instagram love that they're kind of almost like sewing pins for plushies they really are yeah they're and that's yeah they're sewing pins but they're not like like you won't stab it through you right like they're you're not gonna accidentally prick yourself with them yes yeah now if you tried hard enough you could impale yourself i would not recommend um but (laughs) (laughs) don't let the intrusive thoughts win (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we should have like a text what is it we now have to put a disclaimer on this episode like the suicide awareness hotline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this really is going off the rails. Don't let the Oh, say no so to those. So shut up. Intrusive, and thoughts. give Jackie your money. Yeah. All right, friends. We, we did it. Season two. We made it through. Season two is in the books. Except it was a little all over the place. No, but I think we, we I think we shared some valuable info on those markets. It's always selfishly good for us to like debrief and evaluate Mm -hmm. because now we've kind of processed through that information and hopefully it will help. It's true. And I, and I've had so many people be asking me about my market and I've been really vague about it because I knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast. Same. So I'm like, ah, I can't like sit and have this conversation with you because I'm about to do this on the podcast. But now that we did it on the podcast, I can finally have this dang conversation with people. Yeah. It's exciting. So anytime, cause yeah, people get invested, man. It's like they watch you market prep and they, they watch you set up and they, mm-hmm. so it's like, they want to know how did it go? And we will be able to point them in the direction of this episode. So that's awesome. Sure will. Yeah. So um, make sure you guys get working on those, uh, the great Granathon squares. Get those to Meg's P.O. Box. Um, And we are looking forward to hanging out with you again on episode 25. Is there anything else we need to include? Um, If you guys want to, you know, you can shoot us an email or comment on our TikToks or our Instagrams or in our lives. Let us know if you're going to participate in the Great Grandathon. Yeah. We're we're really excited to see what happens and what you create. Mm-hmm. And we love doing shout outs. So send us those emails mm-hmm. um, so we can give you a little shout out on the next episode. So until next time, everyone, make sure you crochet, drink coffee, and be kind. Okay, bye. Crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet. While we talk about crochet, you can crochet too. Yeah.